With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. All right, what's shaking, Red Nation? It's another episode of The Dream Take presented by The Dream Shake. Come of all things, Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. Jeremy Brenner here, and tonight I'm riding solo. We're doing this podcast non-live, so no live audience tonight. Uh, but uh, we do appreciate all of our on-demand listeners that are listening to this. And the reason why uh, we're doing this on-demand tonight is because I was actually live at the game at Amway Center and it's been a long time since I've seen the Rockets live as a fan um it's been a really long time probably at least three or four years and man today was fun it was a fun night I know it didn't end the way that we probably would have wanted a 119-111 loss to the Orlando Magic one of just two teams that can say they have a worse record than the Houston Rockets. But nonetheless, it was a lot of fun. I had a great time watching Jalen Green in person is an experience that I can't wait to have again at some point. Jalen Green was special tonight. 23 points for him led the Rockets in scoring 
for Orlando, they had two standouts for them. Wendell Carter Jr. had 24 points, 12 rebounds, and Chumo Kiki with 26 points off the bench, also nine boards to his name. You know, there was a point during the game where it felt like it was going to be a runaway for the Rockets, especially at the beginning. They started off, I want to say it was like a 15-2 to run. It was like, oh, wow, like I'm kind of a good luck charm here. But it really started to kind of go south after that. The lead that the Rockets had was gone by halftime, and they really spent that whole second half trying to build it up and never could really get over the hump. It's a script that I feel like we've seen several times uh, this season already. Um, it's one that just kind of feels a little old, and it's and it's frustrating to lose games like that. But I will say that there is a lot of benefit to a game like this, I'd say. Obviously, you have what happened with Jalen, and that was kind of the biggest takeaway, but I also thought Alper and Shangoon played some pretty strong minutes as well. I thought his defense was particularly on point today. There were several moves that he made where I was like, that is showing, that's a more advanced side of Shangun's defense. And I also think some offensive moves that he made, he had that shake on Mobamba, and I was out of my seat. I was like, that's, that's my guy LP right there. Um, you know, so it was, those two guys are obviously like my biggest keys to watching in the second half, just because those two guys are the future. And regardless of how many wins this team racks up by season's end, I think as long as Jalen Green and Alperen Shangun do their thing, I'm content. And Kevin Porter as well, to an extent, and Josh Christopher as well. But those two guys have some limitations. Obviously, with Josh Christopher, those limitations are looking very negative for him, um, at least at this point, because he only played in 12 and a half minutes tonight and did not score a single point, which is frustrating. But I also think that's because of the personnel he's been playing with. You know, I think when he was... Before the Schroeder trade, I think he was playing his best basketball. He was really in a rhythm, and we've seen him kind of shake out of that. And I don't think it's really his fault, because um, I look at I look at him and I'm like, you know, he has all the tools. I've seen it. Like he's definitely capable. And like if you send him to summer league this off season, like he's gonna be way better than anyone that's at summer league. I guarantee it. I don't, he doesn't need summer league. He needs to be playing minutes in the NBA. He doesn't need the G league. We, he already proved that he needs to be at the NBA level. He's too good for the G league. He's too good for summer league. He's right where he needs to be. He just needs to be playing more minutes. And the Schroeder trade does prevent that. However, the Schroeder addition might be important here, especially if Kevin Porter can't stay healthy. And that is obviously a big concern with Kevin Porter, someone that's been injured throughout the year, um, has, you know, is obviously coming off of, you know, the all-star break where they haven't played in a, in a, in a week. And then he didn't play the two games before. So like, I think tonight was like the first night he had played since I want to say like, maybe it's been nearly two weeks since, uh, since Kevin Porter played, it was that game against, it maybe it was against Toronto. Maybe it was that game. Yeah, that Toronto game starts ringing bell where he had thirty points, and since then, you know, he didn't play against or he played against Utah that that horrific loss against Utah, but didn't play that Phoenix game. Didn't play that Clippers game. So it's been 
11 days since since Kevin Porter played and he was out with an illness but this time it kind of seemed to be like at least an ankle or something like he it was a couple of times where he had hobbled maybe if I look up some quotes on Twitter maybe I can get the answer because I, I didn't check a whole lot of uh, tweets at the end of the game uh, so Jonathan Fagan uh, his article says uh KPJ turn of an ankle looked too much like wood in Memphis last season. He's walking it off. So yeah, it was an ankle injury, but he came back. So, but then he left again. So I see why he has that whole uh, Christian Wood comparison. Um, but like if a night like this, if Kevin Porter's clicking and if Jalen Green's playing the way he is, like they can, they can be what we had envisioned them to be. They are slowly becoming the vision that we all anticipated, which is amazing because if, if they can't work, then it, it sets us back even further. But I really do think these guys are going to work. They just need to find a way to get healthy. And I hope that Kevin Porter can, can stay healthy and we can get some more of these moments here where they can both shine together because if one's shining, it's great. But if both of them are shining, it's spectacular. So I want to see more spectacular moments that can arise from that. And I think with with Kevin Porter, I just I just hope he can stay healthy. That's like the main thing for me. Just just get healthy, Scoot, because we want to see you back on the court uh, really soon, and we want to see you ride with Jalen Green until the wheels fall off. And hopefully that ends with the hoisting of the Larry O'Brien Trophy. Someday, maybe it'll be you and Jalen Green, but you got to stay healthy, stay healthy, ice that ankle up, keep it, keep it going. And yeah, uh, speedy recovery. Hopefully it's not as serious as uh, Kevin, as as, uh, Jonathan Fagan just said, but yeah, I think like, so, so to me, like if we look back at like what we want to see for the rest of the season. We want to see Shengun do well. We want to see Jalen Green do well. We want to see Porter and Christopher take more strides. But those two guys have some limitations. Christopher, his minutes, and Kevin Porter with the injury. Now, if Kevin Porter's injured, that might actually help Josh Christopher get some minutes that he wouldn't otherwise get. Um, You know, Dennis Schroeder, I think, is someone that can be a benefit. There were moments tonight where he looked very strong, and there were other moments where it looked like he was kind of holding the team back. And I think that's okay. Like, I don't think he needs to be a guy that has to make the team better. You know, again, like there isn't really a whole lot of uh, desire and stride to win games at this point. That's not the primary goal. The primary goal is to develop as many people as possible. And you use Schroeder to help develop other guys. And while it might be a benefit to a guy like Jalen Green, it could be a hindrance to Josh Christopher. But then again, we've only seen Schroeder in four games so far. It's a very small sample size. We only have about 20 or so to go. That, to me, is is the big thing, is, is can you find a world where Schroeder helps Josh Christopher more than he hurts him? And I don't know if that's the case. And if it isn't the case, then it's really only a handful of games. I'm not like totally concerned if Josh Christopher just loses like like five to ten minutes a night for 20 or so games it's not going to change the rebuild or anything like that obviously if I had to choose would I rather have those minutes go to Christopher or Schroeder I'm gonna choose Josh Christopher he's got a way more of a future here with Houston than Dennis Schroeder does who will be out of here 
April 10th. To April 10th will be the final day he suits up for the Rockets, almost certainly. So obviously you want those minutes to go to Josh Christopher, but it really isn't a life or death thing if if Josh Christopher loses a handful of minutes every night, or if Dacian Nix doesn't get those minutes. You know, it's just not it's not a life or death thing. So I'm not super worried about it, but I do think Josh Christopher will succeed. He just needs the right situation. And I'd be a little bit more concerned if this Schroeder experiment was going to last a little bit longer. Either you get Christopher the guys that he needs around him to succeed, or you get a guy that's better than Christopher. Either way, obviously you want it to help him because we have grown attached to him and we uh, enjoy him as Rockets fans. But, you know, you got to... You got to make sacrifices, and this is ultimately one of the sacrifices that has to be made at this point in the season. It's unfortunate, but it's the reality that we currently live in, and I think, I I think that the Rockets signed off on it. Like the Rockets, if they really, really, really wanted to play Josh Christopher twenty minutes, they would. They have the capacity to do so, but they choose not to, and they choose not to because they feel that Schroeder can help the team in in all together, and I think that's. That's important because at the end of the day, the Rockets are not trying to rebuild just Josh Christopher. They're looking at the whole team. And honestly, it's weird because, you know, one man's trash is another man's treasure. So, like, Josh Christopher losing value or losing developmental opportunities, but Jalen getting those, you know, is that a good thing? It's a good thing for Jalen and Jalen, who's probably going to be the face of the franchise for years to come. So if the pros outweigh the cons, do it. And I think that's what the Rockets are kind of doing here. They see Dennis Schroeder as a guy that can really help Kevin Porter and Jalen Green more than anybody else. And they are looking to those guys to, to, to develop more so than the other people. And I think that's important because the Rockets, that's one thing they've struggled with all season long is they've struggled with the ability to really put a focus on this team. They have way swayed back and forth from Jalen to Christian Wood to uh, Kevin Porter to Alperin Shangun to Josh Christopher, and it just seems like there is no structure or hierarchy. And I think that maybe getting Schroeder in there was pandering a little bit more towards the guards. And by the guards, I mean Kevin Porter and Jalen Green. And I think those two guys are benefiting more from Schroeder being there. Kevin Porter benefiting more off the court because he can see what Schroeder, how Schroeder is setting up the offense, which gives him, you know, the ability to do that when he's on the court and Jalen Green in terms of setting him up for success, because I think Jalen's numbers since Dennis Schroeder has entered the building have been the best numbers that he's had this season. So I'm definitely, definitely excited. And, you know, it could only, it's also be a coincidence. You know, this is not a strong enough sample size. It's only four games. But to see Jalen just get better um, over the last couple of games has been really refreshing to see. And I don't know how much credit you want to give Dennis Schroeder for that, but I do think that maybe it isn't just a coincidence that he's been playing all this better now that he's there. You know, it's more than what we just see on the court as well with Jalen. You know, off the court, I'm sure Dennis Schroeder is really benefiting Jalen as well. So um, there is a whole lot of... There's a whole lot more than just the box score and the numbers that we see in how we determine whether a player is beneficial for this team, for this rebuild, than 
then it's not just that. It's it's the whole thing around. And we only get a limited view of what we see. It's what Britt mentioned on our last episode, our State of the Rockets episode. So if you want to go check that out, a lot of that content is still very relevant for what we're doing right now, uh, talking about the Rockets. Um, I guess maybe now to kind of transition, uh, one thing that really just irked me tonight was Christian Wood's free throws. And I'm sure a lot of people are probably in agreement with me on that. Christian Wood, for whatever reason, just could not hit a free throw. He was 3 of 13 from the free throw line. If you make those free throws, the Rockets win this game. So I don't know if you want to give John Wall's tank commander hat and pass it along in Christian Wood's head. I don't know if that's what it is, but like this is very strange from Christian Wood. So, I mean, like I'm not saying Christian Wood's a great free throw shooter, but he's definitely better than the three for 13 he put up tonight. That's just, you know, it's just, those are the things that bother me. I just, I just don't know. Like, and it's not just a Christian Wood thing. Like it's, it's an everybody thing. Like if anyone did that, I'd be ticked off, you know, to miss 10 free throws in a game. He shoots 61% from the free throw line, uh, 67% for his career. Why are you only making 23% of your free throws? It just bothered me. And it's not like the crowd was that loud tonight. Like, I was in the crowd. Like, it was, I mean, it was loud, but it wasn't like that's why he was missing them, you know? Like, it was just a focus there that that isn't, that that wasn't there that needed to be there. And he wasn't 100% focused. He was maybe 90% focused. And that isn't enough to win basketball games in the NBA. Because if you don't, someone can take advantage of that. And I think the Magic took advantage of that tonight. There were there was a moment in the game where there was like some lane violation or something like that, and he missed that first free throw, but then got another chance, and then he airballed that first second free throw. It was ridiculous. It was just you know kind of crazy. Like this is the thing about Christian Wood. He has the potential. He has it all. Like he has the tangibles to do it. It's the mentals that are not fully there yet. And I hope he finds it. And I don't know if he's going to find that in Houston. Just because I feel like Houston, the way the, the the way he came to Houston, like the way he entered here, you know, it's like he has like this, like he has this obligation to be like this superstar. And I think he's thinking about that too much instead of actually doing it. You know what I mean? Like he is, he's thinking about it. Like, you know, when you just, you think about something, you forget to do it. It's it's like that. I had that with like a job interview once where I was so focused on like just doing the job interview that I just, when the job interview came, I didn't like call in. Like it was just weird, bizarre behavior. Um, I understand it because I've, I've been there before, but um, you know, I feel like he, he just focuses too much on on how to do it versus just actually doing it. That to me is is where it is because the Rockets were playing so well tonight when, you know, like Christian Wood was a big part of that success because the team was playing good, sound, moving the basketball, basketball. The ball movement was there. Christian Wood was benefiting from it. They found his mismatches and they exploited them. And unfortunately, the problem was he couldn't finish at the free throw line because he did get fouled a ton tonight. He got fouled at least six or seven times and he just could not get the free throws to fall. It's it's a free throw. It's a free shot. You got to take advantage. And that's why the Rockets lost tonight. But honestly, at the end of the day, 
what matters is this team is moving closer to their overall goal. And I believe that they are by tonight's game. I think Jalen is further moving into his role. I think Shengun is further moving into his role. And I think that this team is closer to where they need to be tonight than they were last night. So that's a success. And I think this is a good place to park the rocket ship for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this episode of The Dream Take. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at The Dream Take and at DreamShake SBN. You can also head to our website, thedreamshake.com, home of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. We'll be back Sunday, I believe. Sunday is the next game. We play the Los Angeles Clippers in Houston. That tip-off time is set for 6 p.m. Central. We'll be live here on Spotify Greenroom following the game. It'll be some combination of me and Mike. And then again, Tuesday, another game against the Clippers at Toyota Center. Uh, And then we have a Wednesday game against the Jazz. Friday night, the fourth against Denver a week from Friday. So, that is our schedule for the week. You'll catch us Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday on Spotify Green Room. So if you want to listen to us live, come check in during the show. Ask some questions for Mike and or me. Come on through. We're going to have a great time. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of The Dream Take. And until next time, go Rockets. Hello, I'm Nilay Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it then in that moment. You don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of like afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts.